Sit back and listen and enjoy my podcast about health, wellness, fitness, yoga, business, and life. I talk about everything from ways of eating healthy, mindfulness, yoga, working out, manifesting, to pop culture, momming, adulting. I try to have fun and laugh at myself along the way of my sometimes stressed out and frazzled life. This is Fit, Fun, and Frazzled, and I am your host, Nikki Lanigan. Have you heard of imposter syndrome? Imposter syndrome refers to an internal experience of believing that you are not as competent as others perceive you to be. I recently dealt with that magnitude by my anxiety and panic disorder. Over the weekend, I released knowledge that now my journal was in publication. It was published. It could be bought at Amazon and Barnes and Noble. And I went from a serious, happiness, grateful, amazing feeling within 20 minutes, crying, panicking, a full-blown panic attack so bad that I literally reached out to every person that had already bought one and told them I would refund them. I started second-guessing myself. I started worrying that the wrong version ended up getting published somehow and went out, went to Amazon and Barnes and Noble that the spacing was off, the lines were off. I was started to feel embarrassed that no one would like it. And I reached out to the publishing company, worrying. They got back to me, said everything looks fine. And I could check again myself and go online, whatever I did. But why do we do this? Why do all of a sudden we work so hard, no matter our status, our background, our skill level, our degree, We are not everyone, but a lot of people start having self-doubt. They experience um, or they attribute success to external factors also, not thinking they deserve it or they did it on their own. They think, oh, I have this because so-and-so helped me. They berate themselves. They have a fear that they won't live up to expectations Um, Or they even like sabotage their own success. And imposter syndrome can make you feel like you will eventually be discovered as a fraud or that any of your past successes or accomplishments have just been lucky. No one's going to believe you. Um, No one's going to think you did this on your own. The fears and self-doubts of imposter syndrome can stop many people from doing things from say you wanted to start your own business you know launching new offers starting new one-on-ones or like myself my journal um it could stop you from doing speaking engagements it almost stopped me from my podcast i didn't feel ready and i had to jump in so sometimes you just have to do that you don't feel ready you jump in the deep end start treading water And pretend like you know what you're doing until you know what you're doing and you're received. But then self-doubt still comes in to play. You worry. For myself with the podcast, I pick out every 
word I say. I can count how many times I say um, I say like. So these things start creeping in my head and I have to erase, I have to re-record over and over. So how to identify if you have or have had imposter syndrome. If you think you have any of these that I'm going to say, you've probably experienced it. I think most adults, we do doubt ourselves or we do have some kind of anxiety creep up. But because I have um, generalized anxiety disorder and panic disorder, it was insane how my mind just started spinning. Like everything I worked so hard on was gone and so embarrassed with my journal. And I still have that experience with my podcast. I don't really with teaching yoga because I think, um, like I said in another episode, I went to school for acting. So I'm good at acting like I know what I'm doing with that. And plus the students don't know what the class is. They don't know what I have planned. So if I mess up, I can just go on the top of my head, which I kind of already do because I read my students in the room and what they want that day. So I don't have imposter syndrome as much with being a fitness and yoga and bar and hit instructor as I do with a podcast and writer and blogger and my journal and all of that. But let's get back to if you think you might have imposter syndrome, ask yourself these following questions. Do you agonize over even the smallest mistakes or flaws in your work? If you're a perfectionist, you are going to because this is what we do. Do you attribute your success to luck or outside factors? Are you very sensitive to even constructive criticism? Do you downplay your own expertise, even in areas where you are genuinely more skilled than everyone else around you? If you often find yourself feeling like you are a fraud or an imposter, it may help to do some mindfulness practices to work on meditation, to journal, the negative thinking and the self-doubt and the self-sabotage. These are often characteristics of imposter syndrome, but there are ways we can work on ourselves and help ourselves. There are some causes that we know why someone experiences imposter syndrome. For example, you might have, um, you come from a family that are highly, they have had tons of achievements and you are in the same profession. Okay, so that's kind of where I am with my podcast. I mean, both of my parents and my sister, they're all in the radio business. They all have awards and high accolades. Um, so that's why I think I undermined my podcast with the journal. I legit freaked out and didn't believe in all the work I put in it. Um, it could also be you're entering a new role, starting a new job. It can trigger imposter syndrome. If you're starting college, you might feel as though you don't belong there and you're not capable, things like that. There are studies that people that have anxiety will have imposter syndrome at some point in their life, and it can fuel feelings of imposter syndrome. People with anxiety tend to also have um, low self-esteem. They're highly anxious. They have a lack of confidence in themselves. So then it starts manifesting, and then they feel inadequate. 
to try to get past imposter syndrome or help yourself believe in yourself so you can move on and not keep having this, you could ask yourself some questions like, what are your core beliefs? What core beliefs do I hold about myself? Like, where is this coming from? Get honest and truthful with yourself. You can ask yourself, do I believe I'm capable of this? And most likely you are. You're doing it. Like I said before, perfectionism. Perfectionists, are they're ne- we're never satisfied and we always feel that our work could be better. So that's another huge thing. We overanalyze it and instead we need to focus on our strengths instead of focusing on our flaws and picking everything apart. Um, you could share your feelings. Talk to others about how you're feeling. You can take baby steps. Don't focus on doing things perfectly, but rather do things reasonably well. And most definitely, always, always, always stop comparing yourself. Every time you compare yourself to others, even in a social social situation or other podcasters, other anyone in your line of work or what you're doing, you will find some fault or something wrong with what you're doing. And then this fuels the feeling of not being good enough and not belonging. Uh, take a break from social media. Use it moderately. And refuse to let anything hold you back. No matter how much you feel like you are you don't belong or you're doing it wrong or no one's going to like it, refuse to stop. And that's exactly what I was saying. What I felt at the beginning before I started my podcast, which it's almost coming up on a year, I just jumped in feeling not prepared, not ready, and I just did it, and I'm lucky and I feel grateful that it has been well-received. But you have to remember that if you're feeling like an imposter, it means you have some, some degree of success. So feel the fear, but do it anyways. I guarantee it's, most people will feel uncomfortable when they're starting something and don't feel they're ready or qualified. But remember that there's nothing wrong with being a lifelonger learning. The more we do it, the more comfortable we're going to get, and it will become easier. And remember, perfection is not the goal. There's nothing, there's no such thing as perfect, and we learn by living it. I've been doing some thinking. I don't want to use the word soul-searching because it's not, not that profound or prolific. Um, but in March-ish, Feb- the end of February, beginning of March 2021, I stopped teaching at the last yoga studio I was teaching at, and I only wanted to teach on my own terms. It had has been kind of brewing inside of me for a while. I was on a bunch of yoga Facebook groups, and some people were just very nasty. <laughs> they were self-righteous and this way is true yoga. You're not a true yogi. You're not a true yoga instructor. If you don't live this kind of life, if this is not what you're practicing and all that, and it just, it became too much. And I, I think all yoga helps people. It doesn't matter if you teach in Sanskrit or not. I don't teach in Sanskrit really. Sometimes I do. Like I was saying earlier, I read the room. If they don't want to 
do Sanskrit, I'm not going to tell them. They're there. They're taking care of their cells. They're breathing. They're working on mindfulness. That's what I believe in. And that's what I think people should seek in connection. But some people are sitting here saying you have to practice, you know, become a vegan and live this veganism and stop drinking alcohol and all of this. But if I remember correctly in my yoga teacher training, we aren't supposed to judge. We're not, we're supposed to have compassion for all. So if these people are sitting here in all these groups and being self-righteous and judging, it just, that to me isn't true yoga. People also say, because I teach yoga hit or hit yoga and yoga bar, that's not true yoga because you're working out and you're, it's cardio. I believe it's both. I'm teaching heart-centered and I'm teaching it with compassion and care and I'm helping the students get grounded, practice mindfulness, self-care, self-compassion and that is what I believe in and this is, it's so hard for me right now because I only am teaching at the lake this summer and I'm teaching it on my own. I have been not wanting to practice at yoga studios. There's some I still like, but I just, I don't, I like yoga, but I don't want it to feel self-righteous. I don't want it to be what you have to think this way and this is how it is because I don't believe that. I believe people are there to practice for any type of reason and that's okay. And I'm always learning myself as well. And I have a lot of yoga mentors that are great um, local ones there's a bunch there's you know um, Lauren Lisa Carrie then there's the ones that are online that are um, more nationally known Ashley Turner um, yoga beach girl and Sadie Nardini I've done both I've done Ashley Turner's and Sadie Nardini's um, online trainings and they're good. They teach both differently, but it helps embody everything. There's no judgment. There's no exclusiveness because I believe yoga should be all inclusive. Even if you drink and go out the night before and you want to come and practice yoga the next day, you shouldn't be judged. That's how I believe. Yoga instructors are supposed to practice non-judgment, but there seems to be some yoga clicks or some people think, I've heard this, they go to new yoga studio, not any around Cleveland. Um, Cause I think as far as all the ones I have worked at and um, have gone to, it's, it's mostly, it's laid back. So all of this I'm saying, it's not, no one I know <laughs> Um, personally, it's no instructors that I've taught with that I am a student of any in the Cleveland area. I have not um, found this to be the case. This is just on Facebook groups that I'm a part of, that I am no longer a part of, that I have left, and um, other things I see on Instagram. So it's very clicky. And I've also heard this, like you go to another state or city and for business trip or vacation, you go to a yoga studio there and people, you know, are very, um, you feel judged and left out. 
And I just want to know, like, why? Why is that? Because we're supposed to be, um, you know, yoga is union of body, mind, and spirit. And we're not supposed to put all this existential outside judgment onto it. You know, you don't have to be a vegan to practice yoga. You, you can drink. They do that vinyasa. They do, you know, wine, vino and vinyasa, beer and, uh, I don't know, forget the saying. <laughs> but it, I personally think if you're practicing yoga or any type of fitness, that's great. And that's literally what you should do. And just recently, this just, I just remembered this. So recently, um, on Instagram, I, who I was saying, who I also, I like, uh, beach yoga girl, Carrie Verna is her real name. She was just saying that too, that, um, she feels, uh, you know, cause she teaches Pilates too. And that happened, um, to her, you know, what people tell her, she's not a real, as I do quotation marks, yogi, because she teaches Pilates also. I think we need to follow along the path or embrace people of different ideas, not just in the yoga community or the fitness community. I think in life and the world, we need to embrace people of different ideas, cultures, communities, diets, who cares if you're vegan or not. Why be insulted that someone hates um, vegan or kale or smoothies or juice and they like burgers, you know, and vice versa? Why throw out insults to someone else's style of teaching yoga if they're not practicing Sanskrit and they're not teaching about the chakras? I teach about the chakras, FYI. <laughs> but um, it's, our, it's their self. They're feeling superior. superior and grandiose and egotistical and that's something in life not just the you know fitness community that people in life in their own worlds need to take a step back and take a internalize and not be so grandiose and egotistical I didn't mean to go off on a little tangent but it's just something that has been weighing on my mind for a lot now in the fitness and yoga community. When That's why I unfollowed a lot of the yoga groups. And I actually unfollowed on Facebook a lot of groups I was in. I'm still on my city's Facebook groups, like parents of the city I live in and in the know of the city I live in. And I cannot stand it. It makes me so angry every day that adults act like this. And it's the dumbest things that people get mad about and I'm like holy crap is this real life but I still haven't gotten myself to unfollow because I feel like I need to know some things like about school and actually our city which I would wish they post just about and not politics or this or that or things that you know people are going to be offended by and comments are going to go off and all of that it's so dumb it's just literally I can't even talk about it um but I think everyone should do that. Just unfollow groups, Facebook or Instagram. And and it's good to do that with um, emails too every once in a while. And just uh, unsubscribe to things. It doesn't have to make you um, mad or feel 
whatever tense about but sometimes we need to do that because then our emails like mine is over 3,000 right now (laughs) emails so I need to start unsubscribing (laughs) to junk emails everyone just needs more love in their heart more compassion less judgment more checking in on everyone more acceptance with everyone no matter your job no matter your background no matter where you went to school any of that it's just really really something that's been weighing on me a lot lately and i just wanted to voice it just we need less judgment in this world